0: I guess we don't do dessert anymore. I missed that memo. Would a cupcake kill you? Welcome in to the Bro Force Squad podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 127, and I am your host, the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. And before we get into the movie discussion, first we go into the paint to the enforcer, Matt Geiger. Matt If Banner and I were kidnapped and the only way to save us was to fight your way through through the underground in a series of thugs and mobsters, what would you do?
1: Before I fight, first you gotta talk tough for about 20 minutes, you know, chest up to someone and tell them how you're gonna kick their ass. Uh, It's kind of like sex when you meet a hot chick. You want to tell her for about three hours how you're gonna bang her before you actually do it. But then, you know, me and the guy would probably have a lot in common. You know, we'd probably both like sports and, you know, music and some other stuff. So then we'd probably just start our own pod. I'd call up Ronnie Cycley. He would agree to uh, be the lawyer for it. And then we'd just make a lot of money off YouTube. Not sure what would happen to YouTube, but, you know, we could maybe pitch you in. Or, you know, you'd come on as a guest spot or something if you ever get out of the room.
0: That sounds awesome. It also yeah, sounds I'm like, like uh, the mobster guys might be able to get us in touch with a good bookie yeah for sure so I have a couple WNBA bets that I think are hot they're basically locks I just need somebody that's ballsy enough to let me put down some scratch
1: or just someone ballsy enough just to bet against you since no
0: one ever bets on it very true yeah in order for me to make money there has to be like someone on the other end
2: yeah isn't it illegal to bet on WNBA
0: what I mean sure yeah that's why I I
2: it. it's kind of almost illegal to watch it right
0: Uh, Next, we go into the lab to the mad scientist, Brian Banner. Banner, as a scientist, if I were to dig up my old desktop from middle school that I destroyed, downloading Nickelback and Linkin Park songs on LimeWire, what are the chances that you could get it operational again? How much porn did you download on it? Play the fifth. Enough. Yeah, I could probably do it. (laughs) But they're probably all, like, pictures. Remember that, when you were just, like... Download a picture. We didn't like have
1: too much video.
0: We were too scared to
1: download video because we actually thought that would just like destroy our computer. Yeah.
0: Right. I remember just searching like boobs. and. <laughs> now,
1: and I, now I minimize my like crucial documents from work just to watch RedTube for about 20 minutes.
0: So, you know yeah. that? It's like when you're watching the NCAA tournament and they have that boss button. Porn needs to at work. Oh, boss <laughs> come by. The day and age we live in. All right. If you have not listened to our show before, or even if you have, then you know that we start every episode with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is Chess Day. Now, our Chess Day today, another uh conception of Matt Geiger. Matt, why don't you explain to the people what we're doing tonight?
1: Well, Jeff texted us last night and said, hey, what should we do for the episode? Because that is pretty much all the energy we ever put into any of these episodes. Just honestly, behind
2: the curtain. it was... It was a lot better because it was the night before and not the day of.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Actually, We're ahead of the game. a lot more to this. And I said, I don't know. Let me think about it. And I woke up this morning, took a shit, and I thought, okay. So each one of us are movie producers. We're over a studio. Thank God, finally. After bitching about movies for fucking, what, four years, guys? They're finally giving us the keys to a Cadillac. So we have to pick a trilogy or franchise. And, and then we have to pick the director and the cast for it. So we got to re we got to reboot something, a trilogy or a franchise, and then we got to get a new hot director and a new cast that'll hit what theaters in 2021 if we have theaters in theaters are back. So, yeah, theaters in 2021. So who wants to start us off? I'll go first. Okay, Banner, go ahead.
2: All right. So my franchise or series of movies that I decided to remake is The Mummy, and that's not the... uh, Tom Cruise ones that came out a couple years ago. This is the Brendan Fraser ones that came out, what, late 90s, early aughts? Something of like course. that. And then I like 10 years later, we got that.
0: You. I'm kind of surprised you're even touching that. <laughs>
2: uh, it is, but I feel good about it. All right. And I think you guys are going to like these. All right. So Rick O'Connell, that's Brendan Fraser's character in the original. Chris Hemsworth.
1: Okay. Wow. He's a pretty easy cat. He's, if he's in anything, I'll be like, okay, I'll watch it.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, Evie, his love interest, uh, Milia Clark.
0: Nice. Wow. Also, she's in anything, I love. I think Chris Hemsworth is too competent to play Rick O'Connell. Like, wasn't Renner Fraser a kind of, part of his appeal? Was he's more like a Chris Pratt, like, he might, his gun might accidentally go off in his holster or something.
2: Um, I'd say he's kind of in, the, in between the two. I think Hemsworth could dumb it down enough.
0: Okay. He, he's more of like a... He's just too good looking and suave, I feel like. He's too apt. Yeah. Af- yeah, maybe. But he, again, it doesn't have to be like shot for
1: shot. So right,
2: I... obviously we're going to do some, some adaptations to this. I can play Dumbed
1: Out. Yeah, he on Ghostbusters, he's kind of like that. I heard, I never watched it because it's a terrible movie, but I heard he was like that.
0: In Vacation, he's kind of like that in in one scene, but still counts. Yeah,
1: I forgot he was in that.
2: Yeah, I forgot he was in that. So
0: did he? (laughs) He's like, I don't think I am. No, Chris, you are. He's like, did I
2: did I ever cash the check for that? I don't think I did.
0: Actually, I should do that. It's been sitting on the table. Yeah, I got a shit ton of money to do that.
2: Uh, Jonathan, who is Evie's, uh, brother, he's kind of a bumbling idiot that just is always making bets. He's basically one of us,
0: mm. just Bumper.
2: always, always making bets, always drinking and trying to talk his way out of some bad negotiation. Zach Efron.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
2: a little bit of a stretch there,
0: but is yeah. he going to be British like his sister?
2: Uh, that might be funny. Yeah, we'll say that.
0: Well, it's a risk for sure.
2: Yeah. And EmuTep, our main bad guy, Billy fucking Zane. God
0: damn I it. Know. He's at home like,
2: promise?
1: He needs to work. If hey. Billy Zane ever does an interview, he has to do it on this pod. Like, we literally, there's not too much dicks left for us to suck since Swayze's dead, but we would suck Billy Zane's. For
0: sure. Yeah. And he, I'd be like, dude, I just don't get it. You know, you were just, you were had, you had Hollywood in the fucking palm of your hand. <laughs> no shit. Poor guy. Now, Emu uh Banner, It's it's funny because Billy Zane actually looks a lot like the guy who played him. He does. First off, but is most of his work in the. First he's only in the first one, right? No, he's in the first two. Like the first two Oh, that's right. The Scorpion
2: have so the first one is them trying to put him, Emutet, back into the mummy cursed whatever. Then the second one, there's like a group of people that like reincarnate him again, and they're going after the Scorpion King's dead army to world
0: rule the world. Got it. That old story yeah the rock you know
1: wait the scorpion king the rocks in those right yeah he was in the scorpion
2: king and then i think they had like two or three or it was called the mummy returns was the second
0: one and he was in that yeah the scorpion uh,
1: king is his spinoff right and i they did like two or three of those didn't i think they? they did yeah yeah
0: but he was only in the one i believe yeah he was only in the one of the mummies okay no one of the scorpion kings they oh, recast but... him? yeah why can't you recast the title character
1: with who Roman Reigns' his cousin? You, you just
0: that. I actually WWE one of them, joke. I know who Roman Reigns is. Okay. I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, <laughs> He's in that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? Damn it, Rock- why. Okay. He plays the Rock's brother. But yeah, their
1: cousins in real life. They're part of the Samoan dynasty, okay, whatever. Well,
0: they're even I mean, you're literally describing Act 3 of Hobbs and Shaw to me right now. <laughs> um, but why can't Matt? I don't understand why you can't recast the character that the fucking movie is named after?
1: Yeah, it's not a big deal to me.
0: No one it's will notice. It's totally a
1: big deal for to people that don't matter.
0: <laughs> don't quote me on this. Someone at home is going to be... Actually, there, there's no one who cares enough about the Scorpion King to get mad about this. But I think they do recast him with another WWE superstar. Like, might be The Miz in one of the them. The Great Khali. <laughs> or someone like that. Couldn't even fit into the fucking outfit.
1: Banner, who's, uh, who's directing it? Uh
2: i don't know because i forgot that we said we had a name or director so
0: i'm gonna need a minute well okay no just...
2: i'm not uh is that the guy over. that did uh jurassic world
0: yep colin trevorrow yeah. Okay. yeah yeah was gonna do uh the third star wars
2: yeah So, uh, until he he found out what he had to work with from Ryan Johnson, he's like, nah, never mind. Fuck that shit. We're
1: going to say what studio we're working for, but Bander's clearly working for Warner Brothers. He's got like this million dollar idea. He's like, so who's directing it? I
0: don't know. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) We're on our fourth director right now, but talk important anyway. Yeah. That's kind of in between
2: directors. Look, we got Hemsworth to sign on, all right? That's all that matters. And more importantly,
0: Billy fucking Zane. So get off oh, my nuts. Shit.
1: Yeah. Give a fucking four year old a tripod and a camera. iPhone camera. Fine.
0: <laughs> so Banner, not to put you on the spot, but had you thought about just thinking, you know, franchise ahead, had you thought about anyone else that could possibly play the Scorpion King? Because we all know it's not crazy to call the rock up again and ask him to come <laughs> back.
2: Sure. He would. Yeah. I'm not. Look, I'm pulling a uh, live action Lion King here and I'm just. I'm just calling in the rock again. He's the only oh, wow. one. You can't, you can't replace him. Just like you can't replace Mufasa. The Can we rock... have
1: Kevin Hart be a Zazu? So it's like funny because he's big and Kevin Hart's small. Oh my god, that is. Wow. That's like there's Man. ten jokes right there. I just yeah, the... I just got you like four scenes. This thing pretty much just it, the the movie's done now. It's wrote. Yeah. It's finished. The, the Rock would be the movie's on autopilot, writing <laughs> itself right now.
0: Rock would be in interviews like, you know, the Scorpion King is really like my generation's Hamlet. I feel like uh, everyone has an interpretation, but fortunately, I'm the only one that gets to show mine on screen.
1: Great job, Banner. Thank you. All right, we'll go to Jeff next.
0: All right. I have two, but obviously I'm going to save one for for our round robin, so I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to go with first. I'll go with the one I'm a little bit less enthused about, but that I think would actually be a thing that could be made. And that is the Taken trilogy.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I won't mind
0: remade. And I actually... Not Can only we get do I an
1: older guy this time?
0: <laughs> slightly. Yeah, about the same age. But not only do I have my actor and director, uh, but I actually have my plots for all yes. three of the movies and the okay. story arc. All right. So we're going big here. Um, we're going with Denzel as okay. the person doing okay. the, doing the fighting and killing. Okay. He's doing the
2: taking... No, the untaking.
0: Well, you'll, why don't you listen to the trilogy, man Oh, sorry. Man, man on
1: Fire, uh, Denzel. I'll always pay to see that.
0: Yeah, speaking of Man on Fire, let's go ahead and bring back the director from Man on Fire. Wow. Now, Fu, as well as the Equalizer, because him and Denzel like to work together, and he likes to have Denzel beat the shit out of a bunch of people. <laughs> so we already got Fuqua and Denzel back, um, but I wrote the plot. Okay, so the first one pretty much the same plot because I thought that was really fucking. Yeah. Like how Liam Neeson basically tore apart uh, Paris and then Eastern Europe. <laughs> eastern All of Eastern Bloc Europe. He did it, almost as much damage in a weekend as they do to each other in a fucking year, which is a <laughs> lot. Um, so same plot to the first one. I mean, obviously, like, variations. Like, not the same thing, but I like the first one. The second one is a revenge story. So in the second one, Liam Neeson gets kidnapped by the father of one of the guys that he killed in the first one. And there's that scene where Liam Neeson's like, dude, I literally killed like 50 of them. You're going to have to be more specific <laughs> <laughs> with who you are. But for me in the second one, I want a revenge plot. So we all know Denzel and Fuqua can do like his revenge storyline, like man scorned. In the second one, Liam Neeson takes the bad guy's daughter in reverse. Reverse order. Okay. So the bad guy from the first one who took his daughter, he's like, "Hey, why don't you try this fucking outfit on for size?" <laughs> I'm just gonna take yours, and he goes a little fucking crazy, and he it's like kidnaps back. Okay, so the, the hero
1: f- becomes the enemy in the second. Like, correct, the of-
0: anti-hero. It's a little Frank awesome. Castle type. There's a lot of like, you know, introspection here. You're like, is am I okay with this? I mean, this guy's bad, but this chick's twelve years old. Uh, And then in the third one, I thought this would be interesting because this is always the hard thing in a series called Taken. Like, okay, well, what's with all the kidnapping? Like no one has this much kidnapping surrounding their life. But in the third one, the crime syndicate that the bad guy worked for originally, I'm assuming he's had his neck snapped by Denzel now. They hold uh, Denzel Washington's wife hostage, played by Kerry Washington, and he is forced to kidnap Someone else I haven't yet written into the plot Who he has to kidnap But that's basically his job in the third one So he has to like hunt down this girl or boy That he needs to get to free his wife And he has to kidnap them So that's the new Taken trilogy
2: Great job Jeff Yeah I like it I like the plots I like how they build on each other You progress through the story Everybody gets a little bit more uh, depth to them As we go on
0: yeah, there's a lot of death, but I also want you guys to know there's a lot of just neck snapping, also. So don't think that that's, it's not pride and prejudice.
1: I like who you root for. You're going to hate the next one. It just keeps people guessing. It's awesome. Unless
0: you're a real sick fuck and you're like, I'm actually not, not against him here. I mean, like, I I'm just like saying.
1: Giselle, so he could do no wrong. I really don't care.
0: Yeah, look,
1: you don't get even, you get ahead. And that's all he's doing here.
0: He's kidnapping the 12 year old girl. Matt's like, well, she kind of seemed like a brat anyway.
1: All right, my turn. I'm going to go right into it. I'm remaking Back to the Future. This is Jeff's favorite movie. Uh, I don't know about franchise, but Back to the Future is his favorite movie. We've done a bro back on it. We've also done a movie commentary. It's on Netflix right now. This is no laughing matter. I'm taking this extremely serious because not Good. only is this Jeff's favorite movie, this is one of my probably top ten movies. And I'm not even kidding. There's a lot of times we're on here. Do not remake this. this is per- This is very remakeable because you can remake it right now, like I'm about to, and it won't even come close to identifying with the first movie because now you can make it in present day, and the parents could be going to high school in like 1993, which I think would be fucking perfect.
0: So that's the coolest part of this is the entire like the plot device of like seeing your parents in high school put with a contemporary spin, it just has a whole new level of intrigue to it to me. So
2: you can got, literally make this movie every 25 years. 100%. Yes. So we got and it would be great every time. Honestly, almost do it scene for scene even.
1: Yeah. So we got the late 50s, early 80s. Now we're going to get 2020 and the early 90s in this one. So first off, we need a director. Somebody that can do it a little serious, but also... You, you know, you got to have fun with this, but it also has to be a good movie. It can't be a comedy. And I, I think this, is, I mean, is an easy pick. Tycho Watiti is my director. Wow. I mean, from Thor Ragnarok to Jojo Rabbit, he would capture this perfectly. I've read some other fan arts that thinks Tarantino. Tarantino would try to make this his own. I think Tycho right. would be a fan of this and be like, I know what we want with this, but I can actually do he's not going to be like well i have a vision for this we already have a vision we know what we want we just basically need you to make it fun and just a little bit original i think he'd be perfect
0: yeah tarantino wouldn't want to make i don't want to say someone else's movie but yeah he has too much of a distinct style that he's not going to take on a project where he can't completely read
1: a tarantino movie the whole time it just wouldn't be good so marty mcfly i think this one is hands down i think it should be tom holland if you couldn't get yeah. him, I'd go Taryn Edgerton. I think he for could do a picks. pretty good a pretty good American accent. Um, Tom Holland, I've seen a bunch of fan art. Tom Holland was a main pick, but no one's picked Terran Edgerton. I think Taryn Edgerton would be very good in this role.
0: I'll say this and again, you know, with all these remakes, it's we're not exactly trying to like make the original movie like paint by numbers. But Tom Holland to me gives me the most nostalgic feeling for Michael J. Fox.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Zach Efron is too Mm -hmm. cool. Holland's still a good looking kid. You can believe he can get hot chicks, but he's not like the jock or like the hottest dude in school. He's just like a good looking kid. So I love Mm -hmm. Tom Holland in this role. Uh, for Jennifer, I'm going to cast Lucy Hale from pretty little liars. They go, they go well together. And the other thing, I just really don't know too many young actresses, I guess. (laughs) It's kind of hard when you're looking through them. Um, some of them just don't have the resume. I liked her in Pretty Little Liars. And Jennifer really doesn't play that big a part in this. If right. You think of it. She's in. She's
0: really in like three scenes. So let's get to the
1: meat and potatoes here. George McFly. What? I haven't seen anyone talk about this actor, and I think he'd be perfect. Once again, uh, high school in the 90s, 2020. I'm going Johnny Depp. And he's going to grow out his hair like well, what's eating Gilbert Grape for the 90s. Because we're talking Hell grunge. yeah. We're talking, Hell. you know. Yeah. And, and he could be funny and quirky. I mean, he, he could play this fucking role, man. I'd be interested
0: to see him He could play. definitely
2: play a fucking creeper in the 90s.
0: Yes. Dude, Peeping Tom, Tom in him, the 90s? He would probably try and go like method and play it like Crispin Glover, but like over the top-ish.
1: The other thing, um, what I'm, you'll see my theme here, but for 90s, I want to I have actors that were big in the 90s. And Johnny Depp was in Crybaby. He was in What's Eating Gilbert Graves, so that's why I'm casting him. As Lorraine, casting Jennifer Gardner from Alias great. in the 90s mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think she'd be great. And also, you know, you put her in a sporty spice outfit, she could pass as a high school chick when you go back to the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because it's essentially, uh, I can't remember the actress's name. I know her, her daughter is Zoe Deutsch. Uh, but Leah...
1: Leah Thompson.
0: Leah Thompson, right. yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, I forgot that they'd really just age her up in modern day and she essentially yeah, plays pretty much. That's interesting. That's a good right. that's a really good pick there. Yeah, she's ageless for, Jennifer.
1: For Doc. This was tough because you can't really cast anyone to do like Christopher Lloyd. You kind of got to do something different. the only one that I think could have done it would be Robin Williams. He's no longer with us. So I'm going to go more of like a dry sense of humor or an over the top. So it's one of the two, whoever's available. I'm either going Steve Martin or Eddie Murphy. Cause once again, I'm thinking nineties people that were big. I love Steve Martin from Silent live. I'd even maybe throw in Bill Murray possibly, but I think he'd play it too much. Like um, Christopher Lloyd, but those are the two I'd go with doc.
0: Hmm. hmm. I don't so those know. are the
1: only two I know I'd probably get a hum on, but Steve Martin, I think would fucking kill it.
0: I can't. Okay. So, Murphy is, I just don't know if I could see him as like the scientist that hasn't talked to society. I feel like it 20. would be like a Dr. Doolittle situation.
1: The only problem I was doing is if I cast Murphy, it's just too much like Nutty Professor.
0: Right. So I'd probably
1: yeah. go either Steve Martin <laughs>
0: or Steve Murray. Man, that's really interesting.
1: A lot of I'm trying think the to think... ones, a, a <laughs> lot of, uh, my wife just said Christopher Walken. That's like the best one, probably. Yeah, that's a
0: cool, and yeah. you know what? I might like walking with Holland the most. That would be a fun. Yeah, one. dude. Now that I'm thinking about it, Michael Kane, too. I know Alfred is. Or uh, excuse me. Nah, Michael ta- you can't Caine just is cap too Michael Kane
1: for everything. Yeah, he's too sophisticated.
0: Um, I don't hear that's fucking bullshit, but whatever.
1: All right, these these next three Jeff's gonna love. So for Biff. Oh yeah. It's, it's the '90s. So we're talking grunge. It looks like he just got out of the shower, Band t-shirts. This guy pulls it off better than anybody. Jason Momoa. Yeah. And be- yep. because it'd be funny, because we could say he got held back like three fucking times, but he's just <laughs> yoked as fuck with a Slayer t-shirt on and dreads. Now, I was also thinking about casting Chris Hemsworth, but... No one can believe that Jennifer Gardner doesn't want to get raped in the back of a car by Chris Hemsworth at prom. Like, I would want to get raped in the back of a car by Chris Hemsworth at prom. Momoa is a good-looking man, but you can actually believe some women aren't into the whole hairy thing.
0: Well, And for future Biff, you know, when he's like a loser waxing George's car? Yeah. We could, we could just redo the CGI skinny Momoa yes, from the Super Bowl hand, commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious.
1: And he actually, he can be really funny. Um, oh, yeah. For their brother and sister McFly, I'm going Michael Sierra and Macy Williams from Game of Thrones. Yeah.
2: Ooh, that's good.
1: So this is uh two scenes I want to talk about. One, when he goes back in time and Tom Holland's in school, and someone's playing a Walkman, and he's like, What are you listening to? He's like, Nirvana. He's like, What else you got on there? He's like, it's just a Nirvana CD. Because he doesn't understand. It's just like one fucking CD in there. Right it's not like a yeah. fans. The other one, and you guys are gonna absolutely fucking love this. So the high school band who's going to be playing in 92 and it's Dr. Dre. And this is why, because Marty McFly likes to rap. So he goes up and raps with Dr. Dre. And then Dre goes and calls back, Hey, get that kid up from Michigan. That white kid. I didn't think could rap and sign him. So (laughs) if you go to back to the future, that's how they found out rock and roll. This is how Dr. Dre finds out that white kids can rap. And he signs Eminem, which would be fucking perfect for back to the future. Eminem has a cameo. That's of course, a, if we can if i jesus christ you're blowing my budget but yes if i can afford them absolutely
0: that's a genius idea but knowing how big of an m&m fan matt is i feel like he started with that idea and worked his way all the way back yeah. to back to the it's future he's like how
2: can i get m&m in a movie what movie could this work into <laughs>
1: well it was hard because i was like who's gonna be the high school band I'm like smash mouth or something but i'm like but how does that create any type of music like i mean margaret mcfly created rock and roll i was like Shit, I was like in '92. You can create Eminem because everyone's like, "What the fuck? Why was this guy Vanilla Ice? Like, this is lame."
0: Plus, we don't need Smash Mouth in anything. So,
1: so that, that's my movie, and that's actually remakeable. And I've said this before. I mean, who are moviegoers right now? It's mostly '90s kids. I mean, I would love to see like, remember? I mean, he wouldn't even know like why people don't have cell phones. The only electronic thing you have is that pet. Remember that pet thing in your Gigapet. pocket? Yeah, pet. God. And Tom Holland was like, so can you text from that thing? Or like, what's the, that?
0: What the fuck is this? It'd
1: be so you just awesome. look
0: at it and it dies? I don't really understand. That's great, dude. That's incredible casting. And I think more so than any of our things, like, that, I think we can all agree, that movie will be remade at some point, right?
2: Yes. They just I'm sho- Honestly, I'm shocked that it isn't in development or we haven't heard anything to this day.
1: It just needs to be in high school in the 90s because you can do baggy pants. You can do so much stuff. Bull cuts. It would be like the beginning of
0: 21 Jump Street, but like yeah, yes. extended.
1: Not so slim shady.
0: It would be a cool way to introduce like kids of this generation to like what we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So
1: that's Back to the Future. I don't really have to throw in a cast in the second, third one because it's basically the same cast.
0: Yeah. Plus, like those don't necessarily. If if they were to do sequels, I would almost say rather just write their own scripts. Figure something else out. All right, guys. Jeff. All right, I'll go and then, Banner, you can finish this off because I know you have a So, this next one is a little bit harder to justify as a. remake or reboot but the cornetto trilogy with simon pegg nick frost and directed by edgar wright which technically isn't a trilogy but it takes a very interesting concept to me in that it takes a cast of comedic actors essentially puts them in three completely different and unrelated movies but they're all genre films so the three films are Shaun of the dead which is a horror comedy Hot Fuzz, which is an action murder mystery thriller. And then End of the World, which is a sci-fi, like, apocalypse movie. All with basically the same cast in different roles. Uh, and then the same director in Edgar Wright. And they call them the Three Cornettos Trilogy. Because apparently the only thing linking the movies is there's an ice cream bar in England called the Cornetto. And someone is eating a Cornetto in all three films. <laughs> nice. So it's a very loose connection. But I it's
1: fucking all awesome.
0: Winter house the draft.
1: Yeah, oh.
2: my bad. It's going it's okay. good.
0: Um I'm but the, I
2: am the 4th pick if we were wondering.
0: Oh, okay. Good luck. Take a kicker. You can always get a running back later. <laughs> I love the concept of this of like one director with a cast of actors putting them in different types of films, like genre films. Uh, the only problem is my director's already been mentioned on this show. So first off, I want Taika Waititi now, everyone, yes. wa- everyone, everyone
1: wants, wants it. Yeah, everyone wants he can do everything.
0: I know. But I, that's why I think he would be great for this, because I'm going to put him in a couple different genres. Now, here's my cast. We have Robert Downey Jr. Number one, Robert Downey Jr. is a comedic treasure, and I'm really worried that we're not going to see that much of him post the MCU. <laughs> because Doolittle was just an, a complete train wreck, and I'm worried that he's going to be a little gun-shy and scared of, like, Tarnishing
1: no, his... no one saw it. No one even knows how bad yeah. it is. So he...
0: Yeah, yeah it be all right. <laughs> uh, I also want Winston Duke, who plays Umbaku in, uh, obviously, the Black Panther movies. Yep. He was in Us. He was in Spencer Confidential. I think he can be an interesting uh, comedic pairing, or really just any pairing, with Robert Downey Jr. And then the last person, just because we need a... a Nice compliment to these guys, Eliza Schlesinger. You guys, if you saw her face, you definitely know who she is. But she's in Spencer Confidential as well. She plays Mark Wahlberg's uh, ex girlfriend or ex wife, who he doesn't tell that he gets out of prison, and she tries to kill him. The rest of the movie, uh, she's also if any of you guys have seen Instant Family, she is yeah. the woman who keeps showing up to the adoption agency wanting to adopt a black kid that'll okay, be good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know
2: who you're talking about.
0: She's a really versatile actress, and she's pretty hilarious. So I want her cast with these guys. And then these are my three movies in the quote-unquote trilogy. So again, it's these, this cast, plus and minus a few additions, and then Taika Waititi. So the first one is a whodunit Western murder mystery movie, similar mm. to The Hateful Eight, where like everyone's trapped in a saloon, someone is shot and killed, and they say, no one leaves the saloon until we figure out who did it. That's the first movie, and... Just thinking, when I thought of that, I was like, all right, well, I, now I'm just getting mad because I need to see this. Someone needs to make it. The second one is a road trip movie. Who wouldn't want to see Robert Downey Jr. and Winston Duke on a road trip? Similar to Road Trip, even. Because yeah. I love one of my favorite and most underrated comedic performances is Robert Downey Jr. in Due Date.
1: Zach Galifianakis, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: I think it would be yeah. cool to put him back in that role. And then the last one, Bit of a twist here, but I thought, damn, I'd like to see Taika Waititi's take on this. How about a home invasion movie where the way I was thinking of it is like Robert Downey Jr. and Eliza Sleshinger are married. Winston Duke is like their best friend coming over for a dinner party and someone breaks into their house and starts like torturing them. as like a horror movie. Seeing Downey in that role would be really fucking interesting. And what would Taika Waititi's sadistic sense of humor I mean, he turned Hitler into a punchline and jojo rabbit uh and tactfully tiptoed around the atrocities of world war ii what would his take on a home that
1: that fucking movie that movie needs to be underrated like it it really the genius of that movie right whenever i heard that he was making a nazi movie but it was going to be a comedy i was like man this is going to be a dark comedy but it like wasn't even a dark comedy because it was actually serious too in it no
0: so that's my trilogy and i just want to give a quick shout out to taika waititi who we love, and his next movie, which the mere premise of it is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's called "Next Goal Wins." It's about a time in the World Cup where uh, South Africa beat some team like twenty-eight to one. Obviously, the f- title "Next Goal Wins" is just already funny. Like, all right, you're up twenty and nothing. Next goal wins. That's my trilogy. We got Vayner.
2: All right. I've got two other quick castings here. Uh, I'm going to go with. Wow. I've one of these is geared towards you, Matt, and the other one is geared towards you, uh, Jeff. So we'll go Jeff first. Uh, I want to remake the Saw franchise. They are. okay. Okay.
0: well, Well, then here's the the blueprint. It's like a reimagining, I guess. You but should I like
1: just use the studio head. You just call for the stopping of the Saw franchise and then everyone would
0: be fine. No, I'm going to give Banner make. a shot though to fix it.
1: Okay.
2: Well, then I got to come out with my big hitters here. Uh, Jigsaw, Jeremy Irons.
1: Oh, yeah. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's fucking awesome.
2: Okay, I'm in. Uh, I'm
1: going. Okay. All job, right. Banner. So
2: next uh, we'll go Amanda. Um, his kind of sidekick, uh, chick through the, what the first three, two or three. Uh, yeah. Amanda Siegfried. I think she can play that. I almost have my shit together, but I'm batshit fucking crazy. She's got the eyes for it. She definitely has the crazy eyes. Uh, Dr. Gordon, Joel Edgerton.
0: Great casting. Underrated.
2: Okay. Then we've got Hoffman. And this one, okay, so Hoffman and Matthews, I had a hard time picking. I know I want these two actors, but I couldn't decide which one went where. But I'm going to go Hoffman is Jude Law. Yeah. And Matthews is Michael B. Jordan.
0: Wow. Directed by Jordan <clears throat> Peele. Woo! He closes strong. The problem with Matthews is being Michael B. Jordan is he's n- in no way unlikable, and Matthews is kind of like an asshole.
1: Is yeah. Joel Edgerton and Taryn Edgerton related?
0: Great question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think Joel's he's...
1: English. Is he?
0: Yeah, I don't think he is. I could be wrong though. It'd be a lot cooler if they were. You know what I mean? It'd be a lot cooler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, and my other
1: one, uh, Matt. This is more for
2: you. Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. So tough you, Again, you guys know how sacred sacred this franchise is for me be uh gentle. i'm just gonna get out of the way taika Waititi directing we all know we <laughs> God. all love him <laughs> we need to get off his dick God. too jesus yes. christ um he's gonna be big. all right so playing jack sparrow i think the only one that could be respectful but still do it good uh already mentioned tonight robert downey jr Jack Sparrow will always be Johnny Depp, but I think Robert Downey Jr. could have an interesting take on a uh, quick-talking, always-getting-myself-out-of-these-weird-situations uh, pirate.
0: Sure. Elizabeth Expect-
2: Swann. Yeah.
0: Is Did he still see? a bumbling drunk, though?
2: Uh, he- see, I don't think so. I think he's a little bit more, little bit more calculated than that. Okay. Elizabeth Swan, Daisy Ridley. Yep. Cool. Will Turner, Kit Harington.
0: Yeah, okay. Jeff doesn't know who he is, but this no, one. It's... Yeah, Jon Snow, obviously.
2: <laughs> this one, not 100% confident in this, but I'm going to go with it. Captain Barbosa, Idris Elba.
0: That'd be awesome. Dude, he should have been in one of the original Pirates movies, I feel like, right?
1: Uh, actually, I think so. It, historically most pirates are black uh portuguese a lot of them are portuguese too She's black
0: i don't even notice stuff like that
1: he was rumored for bruce wayne which i was like okay like he could play fucking anything dude he could yeah. play
0: like my mom in a movie and be like i believe it
1: speaking of being in every movie davy
2: jones sam jackson
1: you're losing of me there but <laughs> all
2: right well i'll bring it back in commodore norrington billy zane
1: okay oh, God. <laughs> also i would... forgot to say that billy zane's reprising his role in back to the future by playing the high school kid he has an agent today so i'm gonna have him in my movie too
0: <laughs> he's gonna we're gonna get an email from him afterward his agent like hey just so you know billy really appreciates you guys giving him some work
1: bullshit it's a cease and assist he's like you can't ever yeah. say my name again please leave me alone <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the next paragraph.
1: And
2: then we've got Beckett, uh, Daniel Craig.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I guess There's he no way not he
0: would do it. <laughs> There's no fucking way, I don't think. I don't know. He'd be good at it, though.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't see him doing that. I don't know. I think he just wants to do artsy movies now. Yeah, he's already
2: made all his money. What does he need to be in another franchise for?
0: Right. He doesn't he's need to
1: commit. dating saving to like... it, too. He doesn't do drugs anymore. What is there to spend on? It's true. Yeah.
0: Maybe if he has fucking AT&T U-verse, they charge us an arm and a leg.
1: Well, comment below your guys' uh, dream movie cast and stuff. You be the agent. You fucking call it.
0: Yeah, I want to hear other people's picks. That was a great one, Matt. I didn't realize... It's crazy when we put our minds to it, how creative we can be. I was shocked at how much
1: fun I had with that. We've done couch casting a lot. We just have never actually. We were going to pick a director and all that stuff. Usually we just do it on a limb.
0: Yeah, it's weird because a lot of podcasts I listen to, they like swear against couch casting and we're like, I mean,
2: I'll do it all fucking day.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I'm not above it. I love doing it.
2: Look, well, what's the worst that write. can happen? What's the worst that can happen by us doing this? They call us up and go, "Hey, great idea," and bring us
0: in on the project. Yeah, or that cease and desist. But yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers should have
1: done that for me a long time ago, and we wouldn't be in the fucking shit we're in with the DCU. Could have saved it.
0: I'll tell you what, MGM didn't have the balls to send us another cease and desist, right? Just did twice the life. life. <laughs> are <laughs> like, that's the Ronnie Cycler guys? Fuck that, dude. We're not
2: their lawyers got fired after that probably because oh, they're, they're working trying to hire cycling Cycli now
0: their kids don't even have warm clothes for school <laughs> <laughs> okay. that moves us to the second part of our show which is our protein shake where we go around and talk about what is in our cup also known as what have we watched lately matt why don't you go first here i only have two things this week
1: thanks jeff So, you know, I'm a seasonal fucking bro. Like, you know, when spring comes out, I'm ready for in a normal year. I'm ready for the Masters, Kentucky Derby, all that type of shit. March Madness. Summer, I like to watch Point Break. Right now, drinking pumpkin beers and it's time for football. So I'm watching fucking football movies. And two movies in particular, 90s football movies. Um, Any Given Sunday and The Program. Which I don't think you've seen The Program, have you?
0: I have not. I have heard you talk. I think you're actually the only person I've heard talk about it, but I'm very interested.
1: It's the blue chips of football, if that gets you interested at all. But both of these, uh, when I watched them, I started kind of just contemplating and looking at the years they were coming out, which were basically early 90s. and. I was just thinking, I'm like, they don't make movies like this sports movie anymore. Now sports movies have to be either based on a true story, they got to make you feel something or something. This was just basically fucking raw football movies that shit that's happening behind the scenes that you just don't want to admit. Like like you said, vegans don't listen right now, but everyone wants to eat sausage, but no one wants to see how it's fucking made. Any given Sunday, you see how it's made. You see how people playing through concussions – you see, um, you know, fucking Al Pacino basically losing his fucking team and just he's about out and not taking it. You see girls like wanting to have sex with people on the football team and everything like that. What? I think it's one of the greatest football movies I've ever seen.
0: The cast is incredible too. And a lot of those guys they got before they really blew up.
1: Sorry,
2: That's I was taking su- a pee. What are we talking about? God
0: damn it. Any, any
1: given, given Sunday. Oh, the well, one fucking thing I love the any given Sunday. Is- I mean, you got fucking Lawrence Taylor, you got Jim fucking Brown, you, <laughs> like no. in this fucking cast, you got um Terrell Owens, who doesn't have a speaking role, but he's a wide receiver for it. You got Bill Bellamy from Def Jam's How Do You Want to Be a Player, and Jamie Foxx, of course, you got Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz, it's fucking so goddamn good, this cast, and it's just a serious, gritty, old school football movie that I don't think they'd have the balls to make right now, because people would feel offended or something like that. But it was just a, such a, a great football movie. Banner, have you seen the program? No. Okay, you guys both have to fucking see this.
0: So when so, was it made, and is it set in modern time? Like, is it a contemporary piece when it was put together?
1: It was made like a 94, set in 94, and I would consider it... It's a fake college, but I would consider it kind of like a Florida State. You got a coach... um, that you know has been there for a while you got a quarterback that they don't want to ride his fucking Harley because he's going to get hurt his name's Will Kane which i mean obviously Jesus. he just fucks every chick i know he's like um i guess John Johnny Manziel before Johnny Manziel. and then you got um two running backs one's a senior uh that's dating um i believe it's the chick from Save by the Bell uh Lisa i believe
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: a freshman comes in Omar Epps. That's really good and tries to take his fucking job and they get into it. The best is this one guy who basically was on the scout team and he played a little bit of special teams, but Jeff through the summer, Hey, he went on this good diet, hit the weight. Yeah. gained 25 pounds of pure fucking raw muscle. And yeah, when the coach came in and saw him lifting weights, he ran his fucking head through a fucking plate glass window I mean, who hasn't done that, right? And then he gets tested, pop for steroids, and has to set out a couple of games. But this is just everything in college football that no one wants to talk about. Everyone knows is going on, but no one really wants to say it's going on in their school. But the program, I would consider it the blue chips of football. It is a fucking great football movie. And I always watch football movies before the season kicks off.
0: Who, uh, who plays the coach in the program?
1: Oh, I'll have to look it up. It's not anybody... It's not-
0: Okay. Uh, not anyone you know so there's not like a singular performance that could rival Nick Nolte and Blue Chips it's more of like a collective no
1: no not like that so cast um oh my god Joe Kane went to prison
0: for what
1: oh uh, it's James Caan yeah he's big I oh, guess. oh nice
0: nice little connection oh, there because yeah, Howie
1: uh... Berry's in it too
0: oh nice Nice connection there because his son Scott is in, uh, varsity blues. Right, so all connected.
1: Watch, th- watch that movie though, and also watch Any Given Sunday again. Fucking great movie. The only thing I don't like about Any Given Sunday is. The uniforms are a bit too yeah. XFL-like right. Canadian football. <laughs> the Sharks' uniform is fine. I can even look past that. Their home jerseys are black in fucking Miami, which you would die. There's no, the, you would have a competitive disadvantage playing at home if your jerseys were black in Miami. But I mean, some of the ones are just like remember the eye at the center of the field and like it's just like weird uniforms. It done
0: I, it. I think you're even being too kind. I think they look like arena football league. It's people.
1: yeah, it's arena football, arena football league. Renegade fucking stupid ass football league. Like they could have done it a little more, you know, like they could have just had like the Cardinals or some weird you know, the Wildcats or something like that. It could have didn't have to go that extreme.
0: Matt, you talking about that makes me want to go back and rewatch that show Playmakers. On ESPN.
1: That's a great show, yeah. I think
0: it only ran one season because the NFL fucking, even though they didn't use their licensing, they flipped out.
1: Yeah, like, like hey, I know all this is true, so you just can't, you can't do this anymore.
2: I got a fun fact about any given Sunday. First dick I saw on screen.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Very yeah. cool. I love
1: where Lawrence Taylor basically has like eight concussions and he's probably going to die of CT in two years, but he has to play the last game, not to make the playoffs or anything just so he can get this one more tackle for a bonus.
0: Yeah. I do always love actually. It's reminds me like it's usually just the last week they do it, but on Sunday NFL countdown they talk about like all the guys who have uh, like bonuses like that that they could lock in <laughs> last week.
1: Oh, and uh, honorable mention, great acting job at James Wood as the um, medical oh, doctor. Oh yeah, he's
0: so yeah. fucking
1: because he's so sleazy and just like, yeah, we'll let him play whatever.
0: He's fucking Hades. It's perfect.
1: Steamin' Willie Beeman.
0: <laughs> what a great name too. All right, you got me in the movie.
1: Oh, Dennis Quaid's in it, too, as a quarterback. Yeah, he's the that.
0: quarterback who like got hurt, right?
1: Yeah, he's like uh, the Troy Aikman that's like at the end of his career, just barely holding on.
0: Drew Bledsoe Drew or something. Drew
2: Bledsoe.
0: Yeah. He says you can't lose your job to injury. No one. All right, Banner, how about you? What's in your cup?
2: All right, guys. Uh, I watched all three of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. The first three haven't got to the uh, fifth one yet. And I would refuse to watch the fourth one guys they're there. It's a good, it's a good fucking series, man. It's a good trilogy. The first one obviously is clear cut the best. Um, I've said this before. I think the second, and the third one are the same movie. It's just a really fucking long movie, uh, but they're good. You get, uh, you get a lot of different, different aspects of each character they all kind of evolve and you really get a good picture of where they are which i think is sometimes hard to do in one movie and uh i just can't get enough of jack sparrow he's
0: he's a hero of mine do you think the first one works so much better than the other ones because will's character once he's like accustomed to pirate life sort of like the shine like the interest is kind of gone like his coming of age not coming of age that's wrong The wrong word because he's already fully grown. He's coming
2: to the realization that piracy isn't as bad as it's chalked up to be.
0: Right. Once that happens, that's like the most interesting arc in probably. I mean, probably the whole series. Also, I feel like the villains get a. They literally are repetitive because Barbosa just keeps fucking showing back up.
2: Uh. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in the second one till the last scene. He was that bombshell. Like, oh, he came back. Um. He's a little over the top, but I love Barbosa. So oh, I'm God, okay yes.
0: with this. No, he's great, but like, what makes Batman so cool and other franchises? You get like a fresh villain every time, sort of be the foil to the hero.
2: Yeah, but he isn't. He when he comes back, he's not really the villain anymore. He's more of a antihero at that point. That's
0: true. Because you have Davy Jones
2: in the in the next. Well, yeah, really, have Davy Jones in the first one. Then it's Lord Beckett in the third one. Uh, even though it's kind of both in both.
0: And it's the script in the fourth one, you know, who's the real villain.
2: Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Like what if we put John Depp and Penelope Cruz back together? Like in this piece of shit, no one's really interested in that. Yeah.
1: My biggest problem with pirates is that each movie, they're like, okay, how can we top this? How can we top this? Like CGI fest. And the first one, even though it was a ghost story, it was just well, way more grounded. And then the, the one they're like, going over the world's edge because they think the world's flat and all that stuff, and I'm like, eh, it's just the, a CGI fest.
2: The thing that makes the first one so much better is your main character, your, your draw, Jack Sparrow, honestly doesn't really have a big part in the plot. The whole yeah. plot is the Black Pearl getting uncursed by returning all the Gold, and uh, you got William Turner who is the, the crux of that. Jack Sparrow's just in there trying to, trying to get a couple bucks, yeah, <laughs> on the outskirts and, and weaving in and out the whole time. Like, which is what's you still can great honestly about. take him out of the movie, and the, the plot still makes sense. It's not a good movie, but the plot is still there.
0: Well, that's to the humor, right? He could be like literally in a place where the world is collapsing around him, and he's just interested in like stealing the guy across from his pocket watch like that that's more important in a given moment. And to Matt it did point give about, me one of my
1: favorite memes ever though. I I can't remember the second or third one, but with uh the rock keep chasing him or whatever and he just stops and he goes "shoo." That's like yeah. or I think it's a crab or what. That's like one of my favorite memes ever.
0: To Matt's point about CGI, I'll just say if you're listening out there and you work at a company that does CGI, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Yeah. We don't need fucking everything. We got a done.
1: bunch of nuclear bombs, but you don't see us just fucking, you know, destroying countries every day.
0: Yeah, so I mean, now, if they want to talk. If they want to talk shit, we can <laughs> have a but we're not just doing it to do it, you know. They fucking stare at us too long.
2: All right, one more thing. Uh, me and the wife, we started over on unsolved mysteries from back in the 80s or early 90s when it first started. Got a lot of uh, what are you watching that updates? on? Updates Hulu. I was shocked.
0: Oh, oh shit!
2: Hulu has every show. And you told never. me that. App. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's been a ton of fun, like watching these crazy '80s murderers, and then how this show solved the case or brought okay, to so- light, like, oh shit, that's Craig. He lives next door from me, but he goes by <laughs> David now.
0: Yeah, and he he only brings potato salad to neighborhood barbecues. Yeah, it's um, fucking
2: bullshit. Because I hear his macaroni salad is to die for.
0: Right, but it's only talk. I mean, no one has ever actually seen it in the flesh. So, do they do now? Like at the even though it's an episode like from the '80s or a mystery from the '80s, because the show has been around since like the early forever. Op- yeah. Do they update around- a- with like a title yes? Card? So
2: even if, so, if the if that episode had an update, they've cut it. To where you have the whole unsolved mystery. Hey, call us if you've seen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they go update and they show you the update within that episode.
0: Very cool. Nice.
2: So you get, yeah, you get the whole, the whole picture. It's almost like a dateline, I guess, at that point. But it's a better story so because into. you don't know what the end is or that they, he got caught. And there's some that they haven't got caught yet.
0: I did not know that was on Hulu, because I watched the new ones on Netflix. I talked yeah. About a couple of weeks and ago. And
2: honestly, after watching the old ones, a little disappointed in the new ones, not going to
0: lie. Yeah, it was a pretty hit or miss season. Like the UFO one. It's I'm
1: harder like, to is... get away with shit nowadays, though. 100%. Yeah.
0: 100%. What's it from? Or <laughs> Seth Rogen says. Know. Seth R- No, sorry. Seth Rogen is talking. when Matt says it's hard to get away with something. Seth Rogen is like when I used to watch like, Unsolved Mysteries, I thought when you commit a crime, there was just semen everywhere. Yeah. Turns out there's not. That, that's definitely Seth Rogen line.
2: Yeah, is that, is that Pineapple Express?
1: No, that's, uh, that's uh, the one with Seth Rogen when they're in high school super bad. When he's oh a cop. yeah, that's right. He's, oh, he's like, yeah. I thought there was semen everywhere. Bill Hader's like, who who doesn't wish there was semen everywhere? We crack every case.
0: Sadly, if, yeah. No, he, when he's yeah. talking about the guy punching, he's like the up. if the
1: guy if... would have hit you in the face and then jerked off, we'd have a legitimate chance of catching him. He didn't do that; <laughs> just hit you in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did. <laughs> and and uh, that's all I watched this week. How many of the unsolved mysteries did you watch? Because I'm gonna go. Uh,
2: back. I think we watched like three or four episodes.
0: I love that show, dude.
2: Dude, it's it's just so fascinating. Just put it on in the background, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna like watch this while I'm eating dinner. And then four hours later, you're like, oh fuck, it's midnight. I
1: probably gotta go to bed. Does I it feel make up... you just not trust anybody? <laughs> don't oh trust yeah, it's makes you super paranoid.
0: <laughs> Both you guys are probably murderers.
2: Every time I hear a noise outside, I'm like, what time is it? I need to document
1: this. I'm surprised you watch that with a kid. I know your kid's not there. I just don't want to watch anything that makes me more paranoid when I have a kid. Because I already be paranoid.
2: I hate to break it to you, but walking to the grocery store is going to make you more paranoid as
0: soon as you have a kid. Yeah. Um, Banner, I do also love uh, how the score to Unsolved Mysteries is like zero calorie Halloween score. Yep. It is. It it's is so great. It's Absolutely. really like what's made the show the show.
2: I think. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like fluorescent light bulbs Halloween score. It's like farm
1: raised Halloween score.
2: <laughs> I think that would be better if it was farm raised,
1: isn't it? Grass fed Halloween score.
0: No, these aren't perfect analogies, you know. lay off. Don't write that comment below all right Ben you said that was it yeah that's all I got solid week all right I got two things I watched um, the movie sideways last night so I spent the weekend with Nate Uh, we went to uh, I guess the closest thing to wine country in the state that we live in went on a couple winery tours and y'all were
2: pretty fucking
0: drunk oh come on we had I had a sip Um, 42 different wines But Sideways, I don't know if you guys remember this movie. It came out in 2004. Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church. It's about two guys going on basically one of the guys' bachelor parties or like the last trip that uh, he'll go on before his wedding in like wine country in California. And they get into some hijinks. Hilarity ensues. But it was also kind of an Oscar dark horse that year. Because it it is kind of a dramatic movie, too. Like, Paul Giamatti's character is a struggling novelist. And, Matt, you would love Thomas Hayden Church's character. First off, he's Thomas Hayden Church. Like, think of him as Will Ferrell's boss in... um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love him in everything. Daddy's
0: Home. But he's also an actor who uh, just does, like, voiceover work for, like, insurance and car commercials. (laughs) So people always recognize his voice, but no one's ever seen his face. (laughs) And That place, someone's like, what do I know you from? He's like, I don't know. Does this ring a bell? And if you buy now, get 0.9% APR financing. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, that's you? Um, How much gas does he get? Um, I wish
1: I I was, like, that type of famous. I'm just a voiceover person from some stupid thing, like some insurance that no one buys.
0: And he, there's one point he like breaks his nose doing something, I won't tell you what, but, but he keeps getting mad at Paul Giamatti, he's like, this is great, in my fucking profession, a broken nose, and he says it like five times, and finally Paul Giamatti snaps, he goes, you're a goddamn voiceover actor, Chris, <laughs> your face doesn't matter, and he goes, how dare you, this is the vessel with which I deliver my work. <laughs> so, Sideways, if you haven't seen it, this is, I could not recommend this more in terms of a movie that you will love and your wife or significant other will get something totally different out of it, but will also enjoy it. Really, really good. Uh, I watched it, we'll just say, for my local library. Um, but very good, Sideways from 2004. The reason I mentioned Wine Country is uh, Paul Giamatti's character is kind of like a pretentious wine snob. So Thomas Aiden Church, anytime a woman like says she likes a wine, he like tries to hook her up with his friend. He's like, you know, that's not like a personality trait, right? Like
1: <laughs>
0: drinking alcohol. Um, and then the other thing I watched, because okay, so Matt's been talking about Paramount Channel for a little while, like once he first got into Yellowstone, yes. way back when. And I was always interested in it, but dude, I went back, I figured out that I actually get it, and they play some fucking awesome movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was just, like, some originals. No. And maybe, like, the occasional from the Paramount Archives. But they had The Dark Knight on, like, on repeat.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right. So I, of course, watched it for the 8,000th time. And as is always the case, I usually try to pick up something different. And this one was actually kind of a big thing that I, I think we need to talk about briefly. So I'm, first off, rewatching this. It really is Harvey Dent's story. Like couldn't ev- agree more. Everything in the movie hinges completely on his character, and I would actually venture to say he might have the most screen time of Batman, the Joker, and Harvey Dent. Like I think yeah. he's in it the most.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know I don't know how accurate that is,
0: but I'd believe it if you told me that. I mean, because if you think about it like everything the Joker does, it's Joker versus Batman. <sighs> But the vessel that they're both using to get at the other one is Harvey Dent, right? Like this, Batman is Batman's using Harvey to lock up all the criminals in Gotham in a way he can't, and Joker knows that if he can corrupt Harvey, he's basically one.
1: And this is why Nolan just got it, and no other, even the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who I, I think had like a perfect universe, but any time a new movie came out, they're like, oh, uh, you know, Venom's in this one. Oh, you know, fucking Deathstroke's in this one. No, Harvey Dent in this one, because if he's not, the story wouldn't fucking... The whole story revolves around Harvey Dent. Exactly. That's what they need to bring villains in for, or, like, they bring in Silver Surfer. They don't just bring in Silver Surfer because it's a new movie and we have to have a new draw. Like, actually make the entire story revolve around him so it fucking makes sense. This, this was a movie, and the basic... Like, the lead character was Harvey Dent. Which was fucking fascinating.
0: And even more to that point, Matt, him becoming Two-Face isn't just done because it's like, well, yeah, in the comics, you know, he becomes Two-Face. It'd be cool to see that. No, him becoming Two-Face, and I guess spoilers for The Dark Knight, but if you haven't seen it, (laughs) you're in the wrong place. What? Him becoming Two-Face is like the entire plot turn in the movie, right? Like, that's when the Joker is won. And they... They
2: didn't just tell us and say, hey, this is Two-Face because Harvey does Two-Face. They showed that transformation. Right. Yep.
0: Now, Matt and I have talked about this at length. The only thing that's really not believable is that all these fucking dudes are doing crazy shit over Maggie Gyllenhaal. But that's another. We can have that conversation another time.
1: That's another thing. Christopher Nolan, like we shit on directors for like, oh, I have my own vision for this if you do have your own vision for something, you need to do it like Christopher Nolan, where basically he took Batman. A lot of that is not with the comics at all. He made it real life, but it still made sense to the comics and didn't like shit on the fandom. If you want to do something like that, that's fine. But not not everyone's as talented as Christopher Nolan.
0: Yeah, and we all know who you're talking to, Ryan Johnson. Like, if you have your own take, that doesn't mean you have to laugh in the face of the people that liked the source material. There's a way to do both. Christopher like, Nolan even said, he was like, I was not a big comic book reader, but I obviously it, know who Batman is.
1: He didn't redo Harvey Dent's face and it made him look younger. You know, like that would have been just shitting down the fans' throats. <laughs> right. he <laughs> I mean, was like, yeah, actually, it's pretty cool. I wanted to get a new nose job no, anyway. So.
0: You know what Ryan Johnson would do? Make him 2 Face, but instead of his face being split like down the middle, it's like halfway across. It's like the bottom half of his face is the burnt part. He's like, no, it's art. Get it? Like, but this serves nothing. Well, that's my take. I have a Fedora, so you can fuck off. in a cowboy hat. Uh, last thing I had kind of related to that point. Um, I'm after rewatching this, like obviously the movie was a cultural phenomenon. The gangbusters at the box office was critically revered and acclaimed, even just outside of Ledger's performance, because obviously that's like the one that got you know, the Oscar praise and, and posthumous win for him. But I think people have respected the movie a lot just outside of that. And I'm really surprised that Aaron Eckert's career didn't take off after this, being such a main part of the movie. And I think giving a pretty good performance. I guess it's just weird, one of those weird things in Hollywood where, like, maybe he just doesn't have... He, like, he's not good-looking enough. He's not funny enough. When
2: did the, when did the Olympus Has Fallen and London Have Fallen movies come out? Because those were, I mean, obviously not as big, but they were fairly, fairly big movies. But isn't it only in the first one? No, he's still the president. In oh, that's one. right. Yeah, yeah, but he's just the dude. I, I think he, by he got
1: Hitler, like his roles are John Hamrolls. <laughs> like they're basically the same person. I think if you want to see a great Aaron Eckhart movie, which I think is his best one, it's Thank You for Smoking. Yes, that is his oh, best. Yes, <laughs> a hands I got him
0: this role. Yeah,
1: he is fantastic in that. And I'm with Jeff. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. He's not in anything anymore. Um. Maybe he doesn't know how to play the game. Maybe his agent sucks. There's a million reasons for that. But after Thank You for Smoking and this, like, I mean, if you if after those two movies, you don't have like eight movies on the fucking docket that you are your for that your agent's doing something wrong.
0: Oh, I just figured out what happened. Uh, the movie I Frankenstein in 2014. That's what happened. Uh,
1: that'll mm-hmm. that'll do her. Yeah, that, that makes sense now.
0: You know, you're an And he's like, it wasn't that. I mean, a lot of people just didn't get it. It was a new take, for sure. but
1: It's actually aged pretty well. (laughs) Because less people have seen it over time. So not as many people are pissed
0: off over it. He plays Adam Frankenstein. All
1: right,
2: well, moving on. Adam Frankenstein.
0: (laughs) And that Brink, (laughs) that's actually his fucking name. Why would you? God. Can we do our next episode, Matt and I, try to reenact what we think the writer's pitch for either a script by Frankenstein was? All right, so stick with me here. What if Frankenstein were to exist, I don't know, in a 2014 Starbucks? What would his name be? Obviously, Adam. Obviously, ben It'd hey, be Francis.
1: biblical, of course.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Banner. you had a, something you were saying?
2: I, honestly, it's, it's... I don't even know anymore.
0: I mean, you know. You lift, you- bra- Okay. Yeah. But a little bait and switch. And that brings us to the last part of our show, our question and answer segment titled, Do You Even Lift, Brah? Where we ask a question that we leave you with, although today we are resuming our Bro 4 Squad Trivia Challenge where we each ask the other two bros a trivia question. Every time we get one right, we get half a point. First person to 25 points wins not only the contest and bragging rights, But they get to pick a movie for the other two bros to do a commentary and or review on. Now, looking at the scoreboard with the update, I don't remember how these happened, but they are happening in abundance. Oh, steals. That's right. That's how you get half a point. Uh, Because I have three and a half points, Banner has three points, and Geiger has four and a half points. Just remember the rules. I mean, it's kind of like whose line we can change up the rules. Whatever will benefit me, I'm in favor of doing.
2: Look, it's our podcast. Well, that's not true. It's Cyclies. But we can make up the rules. We can do what we want.
0: Yeah, as long as Cyclie doesn't ask us to sign anything, I think we're in good shape here. Uh, Banner, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, So
2: you guys know me. I like to do themes. So we were talking about remaking franchises. So I got digging a little bit on franchises. And a couple franchise trivias for it's Not really trivias, just do you know. It is trivia. I don't know. I'm drunk. I hope it's uh, Matt, which franchise grossed more all time, Star Wars or Harry Potter? Like, all of Star Wars? All of Star Wars from back in the 70s, 80s, through the prequels, now to the sequel trilogy including the anthologies and then obviously the eight Harry Potter movies plus the additional two uh, Fantastic Beast movies, which I know you haven't seen any of those. So that's why I thought I, this would be interesting.
1: I'd say Harry Potter because overseas. Okay. You're
2: wrong. Because it's it's either you're right or you're wrong. So, Jeff, I'm sure. sorry you don't have a chance to
0: steal. No, no, totally fair.
2: Star Wars was 9307000000 hundred and eighty six thousand harry potter was nine billion hundred and eighty five million
1: forty six thousand
0: really <laughs> but fucking about it, though like the the original the reason that like, harry potter actually is probably dominating that is because the original three star wars came out number one at a time when movies didn't make anywhere near the money they make yeah. now and like really didn't they were basically the first one was pretty much like a cult classic after it hit theaters then things took off but The highest grossing movie in 1984 probably made, what, like $200 million? I don't even know. Maybe. It still even seems high. Great question. Uh,
2: Yeah, pretty close. All right, Jeff. Again, going on with uh, franchises. Rank these from most grossing to least grossing. X-Men franchise, Fast and the Furious franchise, and Lord of the Rings franchise.
0: Most to least.
2: Yep. Yeah. If you give me least to most, I'll give it to you. You got the order right.: Okay.
0: X-Men is the least. Then I'll say Lord of the Rings, and the most is fast and furious.: uh, Matt, can
1: I steal that? I think it's... I, I think it's X-Men, Fast and Furious, Lord of the Rings. Top to bottom?: Like, Lord of the Rings is number one. And then who was who was two? Fast and the Furious and X Men was last.
0: That's mine. Oh, never mind. You flipped the.
1: Yeah, you
2: are both incorrect. What? What? Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious was last. Five billion one hundred thirty-six million eight hundred fourteen thousand. X Men is next with five billion. 803267000 803267000 Lord of the Rings was 5886273000 Jesus. Look, I
1: Lord don't want to live Rings... in a world where X-Men movies make more than Fast and Furious. I don't want to live in a world where Fast and Furious movies go to 10 either. I, I'm just going to have to kill myself.
0: Yeah, if I were you, I'd, I'd start saving up for that Elon Musk Mars trip then. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I think we're on the freight train to both of those things.
2: What's freight crazy freight is those, all three of those are, are a top ten grossing
0: franchises. That is pretty nuts. It's tough with X-Men because I was like, I mean, I know that the first couple are probably better movies than anything else there. I mean, we're, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. That's why I think that. But the last three were just so shitty. But you have to think Deadpool is included in that franchise. Oh, I actually wasn't even thinking that.
2: And Logan and the Wolverine movies.
0: Well, yeah, Logan is great, but being rated R, it's not going to. Yeah, like, it's going gonna,
2: it's gonna to hurt you.
0: Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Uh, Dark Phoenix, I think, did like $80 million at the box. Look,
2: office. I, I didn't even see Dark Phoenix, guys. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: I did, and as your friend, I couldn't tell you to go see it. All right, so no one got yours. As wow. always, Painter has the hardest ones. Those
1: weren't that hard.
0: <laughs> Geiger, you're up.
1: All right, Jeff. In Pulp Fiction, I think it's like one of the last scenes. There's an iconic scene where Samuel Jackson gets out his wallet. It says it's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. Mm-hmm. That's actually someone's wallet from the cast.
0: Who is it? <sighs> it's got to be Ving Rames, right? Banner. But is am I wrong?
1: Banner, do you want to steal that? I feel like it's still just Sam Jackson's wallet. No. It's kind of a it's not really a trick question. It's Tarantino's.
0: Oh, that's not a trick question. I mean he's in the cast.
1: That's awesome. Okay, banner.
0: He's probably in that movie more than any of his other movies. Yeah. Banner. I just thought Bill Rames was the one guy I could see that would definitely have bad. That lives.
1: would make sense. Yeah, so... I was kind of surprised when I read it. I was like, huh, that's Tarantino's. That's kind of cool. He, he seems high... like a quirky guy that wouldn't have that. actually.
0: Right. Well, people, women love confidence. Good for him.
1: Okay. Banner in Titanic starring Billy Zane. <laughs> um, there's a Star- there's a charcoal tar- picture drawn of Kate Winslet. You remember it? When yeah she is naked with her titties okay vividly that's a real drawing and someone drew it do you know who and
2: you guys give me shit for having a hard question the first time we did this
1: hold up jeff do you know this
2: <sighs> Okay, i does. think
0: I, I do i do know it i do know okay.
2: it. Is it james cameron
0: yes yeah i i do know that's it, yeah. the only
1: that's the only thing
2: that <laughs> yeah. would make sense
1: I didn't know he could draw that well. Actually, it's not. I mean, not. I don't know if it's that good of a artwork, but there's no Mona Lisa, but it's fine. (laughs) Speaking of that, I mean, when I was eight, I could draw a pair of tits that looked pretty realistic. So
0: I'm, I'm gonna send you guys what I think is the funniest video in the history of the internet after this, that involves that picture. So when you get it, you will cry laughing. I'm excited. I mean, Banner, I just updated the score. So now I have three and a half points. You have four Geigers in first place with four. Four four and, and
1: a half. half. Okay.
0: And problem for me, because I don't get asked another question. All right. I think mine, uh, my two are probably the easiest. Should have gone a little bit harder. All right, Matt, you're up first. What douchey British actor cameoed as a masked stormtrooper in Star Wars The Force Awakens?
1: Um, it's Daniel Craig from James Bond.
0: Correct. Uh, he's,
1: pl- he's not that douchey. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I'm actually... I, you can I be a bitch.
0: good actor and still be douchey.
1: There's a lot of other bones to pick before I get to Daniel Craig.
0: Bonus point if you know what other actor that I'm a big fan of cameoed in Star Wars The Last Jedi as a masked stormtrooper.
1: I suppressed that movie like my priest touching me when i was a kid not really sure uh uh, brad pitt no that's not right
0: no banner do you have a guess for the second one uh no i don't joseph gordon levitt (sighs) he's insufferable stormtrooper Banner, I'm sure he had a bunch
1: so, of ideas for how the script should go you know, since he
0: was there for a day. He's like, what if my Stormtrooper didn't have his mask on? Like, so they just- this my sleep, Stormtrooper was I'd a Guido that George fell in love with S- Scarlett Johansson and likes working out. I'd Sounds like watch, Don John.
2: I'd rather watch his version of The Last Jedi than uh, Ryan Johnson's.
0: I'd rather watch the Don universe. John than The Last Jedi. How do you like that? Yeah, Matt's like, can't believe you're making me say this, but play Don John again. The Last Jenna. You know, Brie Larson is his sister in that movie And she doesn't have a line of dialogue but is in like five scenes Because she sucks Alright, taking it too far Alright, now Banner, this question I think is actually pretty easy But uh, Nate Thurman and I were playing trivia games over the weekend And I was really drunk And for some reason I could not remember the answer to this So maybe I'm just uh, trying to make myself feel better But I have a feeling you will be the beneficiary here Alright, Pearl Harbor Stars Ben Affleck in what early two thousands heartthrob who fell off the face of the earth?
2: Maybe I'm just really drunk. I <laughs> you steal
0: this. I uh, yeah. Well, if he doesn't, yeah. I was so. Yeah, mad you're I gonna cannot... have to steal it.
2: I cannot. I can picture, it, but I cannot. Geiger's gonna get another
0: fucking point. Geiger, who is From it?
1: starring in Forty Days and Forty Nights, Josh Hartnett.
0: Correct. I could not remember he was. And
1: emer- Halloween H two O. Oh God! That should be playing on your TV screens very shortly. For that, <laughs> is he in uh,
2: Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen too? No, that's Shane West from A Walk to Remember.
1: Oh yeah, same difference. Close enough. But we would have given you a half point for that if you would have guessed Shane West.
0: <laughs> Similar <laughs> career trajectories, though. Shane West. I
1: is bet you're pissed their- whenever you heard the name. You're like. God, I knew it.
0: I actually like threw. Tommy something. boy, why can't I remember it? I, I knew that. Why couldn't I remember it? <laughs> yeah, I just. I also forgot Kate Beckinsale was in that movie. She's hot. Yeah. yeah. And how uh what, a, that...
1: what is the winner getting in? to make the losers watch something?
0: Yeah, for a review and/or commentary. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of. I mean, it's going to be H two O if you win, right? Like, what's the a...
1: I don't know. It depends on... Was, this is this supposed to be a punishment? It might be over in December. That may, makes no sense. I guess we could yeah. just set on it. We've, we've, we've set on movies longer, I guess. but
0: I really want to win because I mean I could punish either of you guys with quite a laundry list of... Movies. No series, just, just, a, movie. Yeah,
2: just you. a movie. to
1: punish me. I'm
2: going to be honest with
0: you. But you get to pick when they have to watch it. We've done this before. Yeah. Like, prescribed. I don't want to. Like, like, hey, you,
2: you guys hope I don't, I don't win because you know exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Abraham
1: Lincoln vampire
0: Abraham hunter. Abraham
2: fucking Lincoln vampire fucking hunter.
0: You can open the commentary by just saying Anthony Mackey's in it. <laughs> like, what?
2: Coming at you from the south with Anthony Mackie in a movie.
0: <laughs> what if that was the tagline on the poster? Anthony Mackey's in it. You
1: do so it can't be it. all that bad. That's like the like, tagline.
0: So you're advertising the guy that's not even Abe Lincoln? <laughs>
1: It's so like one day we'll be Cisco and They'll like talk about the movies like Brian Banner from the bro Force squad says Anthony Mackie's in it instead of like, this is a great cinematic yeah.
0: journey. Like, is he reviewing it or just reading the cast list? I mean, obviously <laughs> we can see he's in it. Thank you. How insightful. All Those right. Are so- better
1: questions. Cause they actually like, if you got it wrong, you still got an answer that was in the ballpark. Banner was asking that I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking know i'm just on the verge.
0: like if, if this doesn't go well for me next week like i'm basically getting my ass waxed here i have three and a half points banner you has four making the
2: questions harder
0: and geiger has six and a half points what do they say in an nfl game when like one team's down 17 points and has the ball they're like this is danger time like you have to fucking do something here what are we going to 25 is what we oh, said shit okay
1: this will be be over for a
0: while
2: yeah i'd say we amend it to 10 and then just start over this is like the tour de france <laughs> this is the gonna go for amend,
0: a while. It, amend S- it to 10 and start over Stamina's the game all right i, I agree to that you agree to that man? i don't care i'm in the lead so it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah although the way we look at it we can just reset the scoreboard sooner <laughs>
1: just... yeah. yeah whatever yeah sure <laughs> i don't care
0: well, that was easy. Cycle, when cycling doesn't have to get involved, this voting stuff goes so much... Yeah, super. that's pretty yeah. easy, actually. He says, our government's having so much trouble.
1: Actually, it's pretty easy when he comes, too. He's just like, you can either have it my way or I'll own the entire fucking pod. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll just do it your way. Yeah, our meetings,
0: end, our meetings end pretty quickly when he takes that approach. All right, what... But he, uh, makes,
2: he, he just makes me understand so
0: well. I, again, always feel like Andrew Garfield at the end of Social Network. I thought they were my lawyers. Just gets fucked over so bad. All right, Matt. What do you want to leave the people people with for episode one twenty seven?
1: Remember to freeze your eggs. Always.
0: We're not talking about uh, like. I said what I said. (laughs) Okay. What he said.
2: He's leaving it up to you on what eggs you freeze.
0: Good point. Balls in your court. Uh, Banner, what do you want to leave the people with?
2: Just pull over for emergency vehicles, please. You never know who's in the back of that uh, ambulance or where that fire
0: truck is going.
1: Someone's daughter in there. I know. So I was saying.
0: Beautiful, beautifully <laughs> said. Uh, I can't top either of those, so I'll just uh, tell you guys that I'm excited to go watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Thanks to Banner, and if Lincoln the police can't, Hunter. if the police can't fucking figure it out, don't worry because I'm on the case. All right, for the mad scientist Brian Banner, our enforcer in the paint Matt Geiger, I am the mayor Jeff Horn. A second, we are the Bro Force Squad podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Follow us on Twitter at Bro Squad. You can find us on Letterboxd, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. You type in Bro. For squad as three separate words. We will come up there. We're also on iHeartRadio, a couple other places you can find your podcasts. Check out all of our content on our website, bro squadcom Till next time, we'll see you later. Anthony Mack.
2: I mean, if I told you Anthony Mackie was in a movie, would you go see it? Or at least consider it?